Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, White Sox fans, guess what? It's another podcast. I think this is 89. I don't really care. Uh, the lockout's still going on. We've got more bad news. Um, these sides can't get along. You know, I'm so disinterested and disassociated with this podcast. I could, I don't really, I don't really care to give a proper intro. So I think I'm going to, uh, once Jackie Crestle quiets her uh, microphone, I'm going to kick it off to everyone else uh to perhaps talk although i don't know we are now in traffic i believe with jackie i'm not sure if we're going to get out of traffic we're trying to roll up the windows we rolled up the windows the auto windows do work we are back it is podcast 89 and a perfect way <laughs> to kick things off <laughs> you know who gives a shit podcast about the lockout hi i'm brett Valentini. i'm hosting this podcast and my energy level is just picked up uh, hey, there's people here. Uh, I guess we got enough. So let's just go around <laughs> the big people table and talk about, uh, I guess this has been about a week. Maybe it hasn't been a week. It seems like about a year uh, since we last had one of these podcasts discussing disappointment, canceled games. Let's catch everybody up who doesn't already know. Uh, opening day is now April 14th, right? No earlier than April 14th. Bunch of games wiped off the slate again today because the two sides could not get together. Now we have fans clamoring for players just to take a deal because it's enough. And I'm really tired of the bootlicking, but whatever. I'll chime in at the end of all this. It looks to me like in the top corner, I'm going to take Zach Hayes to block. Zach Hayes joins us. Zach, hey, where are you at with more games canceled? Ah, man. Kind of the same place I'm at for every bloody podcast we do this winter. Like, 
it it only really did start to sink in sink in this week or within the last week or so that uh like we should be having baseball right now and yeah someone is quite unhappy about this actually uh, <laughs> my, my cat is coming to to voice her displeasure but uh yeah, it, it really only just started to hit me within the last 10 days or so. Like, we should be having baseball right now, and we don't. Um, but I'm almost just kind of numb. They keep their, their Lucy pulling the football back, and we are going to be sitting on our hands until April, like we have prognosticated for months. It just sucks to see it born to fruition. Appreciate the input from the cat. And uh, I definitely hope in the second half of the podcast we'll hear more from uh, him or her. Oh, even a cameo. Gotta love a pet cameo. Pretty much every podcast has a pet cameo. Tommy Barbie. Uh, boy, we really kicked off this off season in a happy note. Well, not always. Uh, there was a lot of um, disgruntlement uh, that went along with Soxivus, but uh, Father Soxivus, uh, disappointing turn of events, not entirely unexpected today, but uh, hey, where are you at? You know, I, I had a glimmer of optimism because it had, it seemed like the talks had distilled down to tangible things that I, I thought could be agreed upon. And then MLB went full Morpheus and they were like, Hey, you could have the international draft, but we need to implement it immediately without any forethought. Or we could pretend like this conversation never happened and revisit all of this bullshit again in three years and it was just like what kind of weird jedi mind trick did they think that they were pulling off and i'm back to where i started from which is we probably won't have baseball until july um i i don't see the owners giving in they just keep pulling in all these streaming deals right and left so it's not like they're losing money they're continuing to get money even though they don't have a product right now um i know jackie robinson day is a very romantic starting point for opening day but i don't think that a bunch of owners that clearly don't care about labor agreements are going to care about jackie robinson but maybe i'm wrong um but i i just don't see anything coming to fruition before this summer that's right, Tommy. Uh, briefly last night in another guise, we had some uh, brief hand-to-hand or tweak-to-tweak combat over your uh, optimism that I was trying to rain on and ghoul away. Oh, hooray for me. I was right. Uh, God bless you for your optimism. <laughs> Aren't you glad Tommy. you're right about oh, this? Oh, it feels so good. All right. She's at least two drinks in and Lord knows she deserves about a dozen more because she has been the one carrying the load, carrying the mail, throughout this whole labor crisis. Oh, so much fun. You know, listen, it's real fun to edit, so it's got to be great to write. It's uh, it's Christina Erdo. Um, uh, Christina? Um, oh, you're close to the situation, right from your couch. Where are you at with this? Um, I don't even know at this point. I'm kind of at the same with Tommy and Zach, like you guys were saying. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm just really irritating at this point. Like, yes, we got close and like, uh, I, I too was kind of optimistic for a minute, you know, especially when, I mean, you know, you can't really, you have to take everything Bob Nightingale says with a grain of salt. Um, but he really drags you in. It's kind of brutal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so today, like at the end, when the players like offered that last, you know, that deal where they're like, Hey, why don't we just like nix the qualifying offer and we'll revisit this. And if we can't get to a point, 
like awesome. And Manfred offered that. And then like, they're just like, well, because of this deadline that we created arbitrarily and moved 6 million times, um, it's no deal. But then, you know, games canceled. And then all of a sudden, an hour later, they're still talking about it. So at this point, I'm not really sure. Um, I too am very pessimistic and think that we're probably not going to have games until, I mean, May would be really early. I'm thinking like June probably is like the more ballpark. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. And I've gone on a roller coaster of when I think they're going to start. But today was a whirlwind. Like, I don't really see why they needed to add the draft in like the last second like that, especially if you have like Scherzer has been there for pretty much every single meeting. Um, I have no reason to believe that he's lying. So um, like why toss that in at the last second, especially if it's been a topic that the players have kind of shot down and wasn't in the forefront. Like you got the money close, right? Move on and let's get like the guys playing baseball. Let's get them training and, you know, keep going. But We'll see. I'm extremely pessimistic right now. I'm super not looking forward to writing this article as more details come out. I'll tell you that. That's the energy we need for this. <laughs> Christina, as you well know, you're very close to this. I mean, in terms of that whole deadline thing, it came after the deadline. Listen, the owners, I mean, they do it right. They adhere to the Luis Robert rules of order. They, you know, you cannot mess around with, you know, if it's, you're talking out of turn, no can do. So, I mean, again, you're close to it for us. Uh, listen, thank you so much for doing what I don't want to do. And I don't think any of us want to do either. So I appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, if this turns out to be a, a four month assignment, sorry, you're in now. You got the tattoo already. Uh, Delia Ritchie, please uh, give me some insight on how you're feeling about things at this moment. Well, as my dog's barking in the background, I can definitely give on some insight of we're all just fed up at this point. Um, I'm obviously not fed up with the player side. I say fight for your right to party, aka play. Um, but what angers me the most is like I have to think about this in pop culture terms and like what popular mu- female artists, since it was International Women's Day, I have Taylor Swift in a time like this and how the players are Taylor Swift and Rob Manifred is Scooter Braun who was her former producer, former manager, who bought her masters without her permission. So I think about the players at a time like this. I think about Taylor Swift and how Rob Manfred is also the personification of John Mayer in terms of her ex-boyfriends because he is just terrible and not a good guy. <laughs> um, no, not apologizing to John Mayer in this situation because uh, you know what you did. But it's just frustration and it's mounting and it's uh, it's March. We should be watching spring training, but we're also like at a crossroads. Cause we're like, we want you guys for what you believe in and what you want. And it's mainly just a back and forth of dogs barking and chaos. Uh, Christina, I'll have you know that when you do need to beg out, when you need to tap out for a day, again, don't recommend it because <laughs> listen, you got the tattoo. I think Delia is onto something. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm digging the metaphor. So, I'm, I mean, I think when you need to sub out, uh, Delia is on it for you. Okay, Jackie, if we're ever in need of some good vibes, we're in need of it now. I don't think you're going to provide them, but hey, why not? I'm not. I'm over it, Brett. I'm over it. Um, I, I'm still firmly on the side of labor, you know, 
eat the rich, stick it to the man, the whole thing. Uh, and I've been trying to hang in there, man. I've been trying to hang in there. And I, you know, I, I'm a hopeless romantic and I get lifted by any tweet that even has even the hint of a reason for optimism. When Tommy was optimistic, I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> now, now it's going to go down. Um, but you know, I'm just, it's breaking me. I'm very disillusioned with the whole process and, uh, owners just being, I don't know, ownery because, um, I'm over it. They're, I'm over it, Brett. Yeah. All right. No good vibes. It, it, you know, you're excused. You're excused. I wasn't expecting it. You're excused. This is pressure you put on yourself uh, because you thought the you know White Sox were going to storm to the World Series or something way back when. But it, the nickname's sticking because I, I continue to use it. Uh, no, I say, you know, I don't know why I'm sitting here hoping for baseball when I know the White Sox are just going to disappoint me anyway <laughs> when it's all said and done. I've thought of a lot of different rants. Um I, 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 do I usually rant on these? I don't, I don't think I do. Uh, and, and one of them did involve, what the hell are we? We're White Sox fans. They've, been to, they've won one World Series. They've been to one World Series in the Reinsdorf tenure. They've, they've been to two, two ACLS. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. And yet it just rips at our hearts. And you know, another thing that's troubled me today particularly as this back and forth, not knowing, hey, listen, sorry, Tommy. I mean, I just had to be cynical. It's, it's the easy position to take at this point. Nihilism is rocking these days in baseball for sure. Is, you know, how close some of this even comes to our, you know, situation. Uh, you know, remember, guys, we're getting paid a penny a listen. So let's divide that up smartly. Um, I will all buy you one piece of bubble gum after this podcast is over. Uh, it's hard, too. We've been seeing uh, lately uh, on, on Twitter, the Adopt-A-Player, Adopt-A-Minor-Leaguer, I think. Uh, great, great account. We've supported them in the past. I'd love to do more, but it's like, okay, right. I'm going to support a minor leaguer when I can hardly support uh, my writers. It's, it's very – well, I can't. <laughs> hardly. <laughs> it's very flattering. Good job, Brett. Uh, this is frustrating. And, and, and to play off what Jackie just said, I mean – I suppose listeners, readers get a little tired of our of our collective 50 staff uh, wide attitude of uh, stick it to the rich and and uh, the, the proletariat will rise up. But what are the positions you're supposed to take? You're going to be a fool. Are you going to lick boots? Um, even today, we're seeing, wow, the sides are getting close. Just take a deal. I'm seeing SPN people, you know, on my, my other SPN slacks, I'm seeing them saying, oh, you know, really they got, they've, you can't eat the whole elephant. Who's that guy? Maury Brown talking about eating elephants, eat the whole friggin' elephant. They're the players. Uh, frustrating to me. I'm even cussing a little, uh, Hey, you know what? SPN, let's go into your break now. <laughs> let's allow you to sell some stuff that I'm guessing an ad that will cost more than a penny per listen. <laughs> I enjoy the vacations you're making off of our backs, and we'll be back in a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, White Sox fans, come back. I know it's a lockout. You're tired of this shit. I am too. But we have to talk to you. Let's get in some podcasts while we can. We're getting those pennies. Um, we're talking lockout. Uh, among a terrific panel we have here is our labor beat writer, Christina Erdo. Oh boy, she's so lucky. She's going to regret that she ever raised her hand. Uh, and a lot of other good vibe people, all of our great writers joining us here. Uh, let's go into, mm, I think some of you touched upon it in half number one, but are there, now let's address this first, this notion of okay, players, take the deal. You've got enough. Uh, the owners moved. The owners, let's point out, maybe two days ago began to bargain in good faith. Maybe two days ago. Maybe yesterday. Time is really starting to melt on me. Uh, it has been this week that they have actually negotiated. And now a day or two later, players are supposed to fall over Beg for a few more scraps. Oh, I know they're millionaires or thousandaires or whatever. Max Scherzer's on his way to being a billionaire, whatever. But uh, talk to me about this notion. And now it's a free-for-all to the room. Talk to me about this notion that the players, oh, they need to be on the verge of jumping. I guess I can jump in. Um, I mean, the rhetoric changed so quickly of like, you know, the owners are messing this up and, you know, there was so much negativity towards them. And then as soon as there was even a halfway good deal, everyone was like, F the players, like take the deal. We want baseball, which is like, I super want baseball. Like I agree. I also agree that what the, what the owners did offer was decent and better, but like, you know, even Hendricks had said, like, in a quote the other day that, like, they'll toss something in at the last second, something that seems like it's potentially reasonable. And it's like, this hasn't been in the forefront. So why are we doing this now? Um, so then, yeah, everyone tossing the players under the bus by just saying, like, oh, they should just accept it solely so that we can have baseball back. Like, let's not forget that the owners initiated the lockout. Like, the players didn't lock themselves out. <laughs> so I just like b- blaming them wholeheartedly, the players, like I could see, I understand the frustration, but they did counter offer and it was a very fair and decent offer. And the MLB said they were going to offer back. And then they were just like, actually we're canceling another week of games and screw Jackie Robinson day, basically. So like, I, it's just, I'm like, I'm with Jackie. I'm so fed up with it. It's just like, it makes no sense. Honestly, that's what it is. Like I'm a very rational person, or at least I like to think so. And when people are doing something so consistently irrationally, it's just like, it's really frustrating. Like, what are you guys doing at this point is really my question. I think it's time to get worried when your labor writer is fed up. Uh, Okay. Anybody else have ideas about how much elephant the players should be allowed to eat? They can't make up 30 years of bad bargaining in one. Okay. We all know that. I well, think I think, the, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. 
No, as I was going to say, I think like, like the, like whatever, two days ago when they started bargaining in good faith, that was like the love bomb um, part of the cycle with a narcissistic um, entity. <laughs> and, um, you know, Dr. Jackie's coming out here. Like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I recognize the pattern. Get lost. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was similar. I, I think the the problem with the timeline is that for one, I can think of many previous CBA arrangements where the players would have agreed to this deal. And that in itself is kind of a problem because we, we've all talked about how previous negotiations the players have backed themselves so far into a corner that this had to be that make or break year so it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone all of the folks that are saying oh you can't get all the you know everything back immediately you have to start somewhere and this is the year that the players association decided that they're starting and good for them for doing that i think the other thing that i i find kind of problematic is that by shelving all these issues into the international draft, I think you are introducing a whole interesting segment of people that don't necessarily care about the 14 or 15 year old kid from the Dominican Republic that is now going to only make $30,000 because of a draft system if that means they get to see their favorite player play every day. And that is, I think, in an um, on-purpose tactic that MLB made, and it has made it a much uglier conversation publicly than it should be. Spot on. Yeah, there there are a lot of white people on Twitter right now who are trying to trying to talk over the people, the Latin baseball players who have actually gone through that system, um, who seem to be uh, pretty vehemently against the idea of an international draft, if the reports are right. Um, yeah, like generally speaking, if billionaires weren't really good at PR, we would have cut their heads off already. So the thing that I just can't really wrap my head around is that their strategy has been pretty transparent this entire time in terms of trying to get public opinion on their side. So if you're one of these people that's falling for it and being like, really an international draft is all, is all it is that's stopping the season from taking place. Like I do you like, how do you not, you're playing right into, you're doing exactly what they, what you, they want you to do. I mean, do you feel smart? I, I wouldn't personally. And to take it back to what Christina started out with a little while ago is that with the entire idea of putting the offer on the table, if uh, the tweet that Max Scherzer put out a little while ago is in fact accurate, then if this was discussed a week or two ago, then, uh, and the players were as pretty vehemently, if not opposed and you know, starkly divided on it as they seem to be, then the, the owners knew full well that sticking it on to the end, you know, as in, as in exchange for something that affects 10 or 15 players a year, uh, that's, of course, it's going to be a non-starter. Of course, it's not going to get approved by their self-imposed deadline. So I think it's even to say they started negotiating in good faith a couple of days ago, maybe might be giving them a little too much credit. It is also worth recognizing that the owners are not, like a single faction either that there's a lot of division within that camp as well. I mean, screw them all, but there's, 
Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot more moving parts here than I think any of us are ever really going to be able to see or take in all at once. So if you're one of these people that's saying, you know, oh, this is all it is, it's really just that. Like, no, it's it's really probably not. Like, <laughs> don't. Why are you doing their work for them? So, like, sorry, I don't know. And you know, I have to say too, like, I'm not even against the idea of the international draft because I think you need to standardize the process of international signing. I <laughs> just have a problem with the fact that. MLB basically is assuming they can get this up and running immediately. And, you know, I thought David Ortiz made a really good point when he said, we're not that organized yet. It needs time to develop. And for the owners to kind of try to force this through, it really shows that they are looking as at this as an opportunity to create as many loopholes as possible. Because if you look at the future MLB stars, they're international players. They're players coming from Cuba. They're players coming from the Dominican Republic. They're players coming from Japan. Like you're not looking at American four-year college or high school players that are being your primary drivers for the stars of the future of baseball. And the owners know that. And it's, to me, when you look at how low they're offering the back end of that draft, it is so blatantly obvious that they want to use that as leverage to create their own international farm system, basically so they can develop guys from 14 years old without any supervision or oversight. Yeah, if you think that this international thing came up in, in good faith or you know by accident or it was just the next thing on the list, you know... Uh, We've got an elephant to sell you so you can eat some of it. Uh, it absolutely isn't. And, and, and you guys are hitting on it. It's, it's insidious. Uh, and you know what? If it turned out that in this uh, bargaining, Latin players have a louder voice than uh, they should or the average player, which I would highly doubt they do. Hey, you know what? It's only been 60, 70 years they've had virtually no voice. So maybe it's about time the Latin players get enough of a voice to s- stop uh, a CBA from getting shoved down all players' throats. And Zach, good point. Um, owners are shady. I mean, I forget who it was talking about them slipping in like weird ass language in that stuff. Nobody reads and they just click, you know, I agree in, like legitimate bargaining stuff in there. Like somehow the players aren't going to notice uh, this is just another one in this like line of dominoes, you know, sorry to be anti-ownership. Sorry, we're all coming after you, Vox. Even, even Zach's cat is going to come after you, fat cats. I'm sorry that that's our position, but it ain't right. And it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward uh, for any thinking fan. I'm happy there are enough of us to have this discussion. Uh, group optimism. That's your cue. Talk to me. Any I think there will be baseball at some point. I don't know when that's going to be, but I think it'll happen. We'll get a little bit. Well, we can have a little bit of baseball as a treat. Uh, I'm probably the opposite of Jackie. I, I think there could be baseball, uh, but there also couldn't be. I think it's really discouraging the fact that they're canceling so many games and they're basically going to disregard the history, like the, as what you said, the voice that, Jackie Robinson provided throughout his whole career and to just not honor that legacy 
due to a lockout is discouraging and disturbing. Um, because after everything that happened in the last two years, um, you would think they would emphasize the players of color that trailed a, that blazed a trail for guys like Tim Anderson and guys like um, Loyola University's own Jerry Harkness uh, for a random tie-in and not so random. But you can't say you honor history or you honor uh, the players that gave you um, cult that gave you culture that gave you elements of uh, anything any personality you can't say that and cancel games left and right because you decided that you're going to have a beef with Max Scherzer or something of that nature um, if you're having a beef with Max Scherzer I don't think you should be in any position of power uh, or much less an owner because Max Scherzer I think Hopefully we'll be on the right side of history for this one. And I think that the ones that are against the ownership definitely are on the right side. I mean, the, the free agent spree, whenever this uh, does finally wrap up a week from now or a year from now is going to be pretty fun. Cause they're going to have like 10 minutes to, to put pen to pen to paper on all of the totally not agreed to during the lockout well, free agent contracts that are about Zach, to go down. Zach, there's going to be so few games left. It's just going to be per diem. It's like, who can offer the most per diem for the three games we're going to play? Either there's going to be no games or there's going to be no money because those greedy players just sucked up all those poor, you know, baseball is not a very profitable business. Um, so that's, that's my optimism is it's going to be pretty fun when that does happen. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll be, on this earth to see it at this rate, but <laughs> we may not live. <laughs> uh, I'll be, I'll be looking up and watching it, watching it with relish. <laughs> optimism might be the wrong cue, but uh, uh, optimism, uh, Christina, Tommy, optimism. I don't know how I follow that. Optimism, I guess would be living to see the next season. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I I'm trying to get optimism, but Every report that just keeps coming out is like extremely not optimistic. Um, yeah, I don't know. Unless Tommy has anything else to add, there we have optimism. optimism. <laughs> it's just not looking good. It's pretty much how I can sum it up. No, there, there's no optimism here. I, I, I think we're back to the players kind of assuming the worst and carrying on with their own stuff and you know when when the owners want to get serious that's when the conversations will start again I think what I have found the most problematic is that time and time again ownership has instilled these random deadlines and then changed them and moved them and I I don't even know which deadline we're on anymore they're still talking it, it feels like every day there's some deadline where it's like oh now it's 9 59 p.m and if we don't talk now then two more weeks are canceled it's just like own it like i don't get it (laughs) tommy the one i like best is when now suddenly like if they had made just one of these last deadlines now suddenly you're going to time travel and the games that were canceled and like taken off everybody's ballpark apps or whatever they're somehow back yeah i like that i want to know what science we're going to play baseball uh, under because I don't think it feels like arguing with my child. I have no idea what the hell they're doing right now. Like it's just, (laughs) I think we have the title for this podcast. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. I, mean, I was going to say that too. All the owner's tactics remind me of what my daughter did when she was four years old. Yeah. And when people are throwing a tantrum, you ignore it. Ignore it and it'll go away. So good for the players and hold your ground. Let them tire themselves out. When they want to get serious, they will. And players at this point, we think are just doing due diligence when they're talking about, okay, we're going to take it and, you know, decide if there should be a bow. We're going to take it, you know, we're going to bring it to more. It's just mostly let's spread the manure around so it doesn't stink up one spot too badly, right? It's pretty much the guys taking the, taking the offers, uh, no, it's going to be a no, but it's just sort of more like, I don't even think it's gamesmanship. It's just like, all right, well, what, what else do we have to do? They keep giving us crap offers. So we'll pretend we're looking it over. We'll take it really seriously. We'll cave a little more. Let's not forget, even though I made the, 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 the false claim that uh, owners have been bargaining in good faith for, I guess for the last five minutes, they've been bargaining in some, some form of good faith. Uh, they're still winning every round. They're going to win the whole thing. Zach and I talked about this like seems like six months ago. They're going to win the whole thing no matter what. It's just how much they're going to win, how much of a lopsided score it is. Uh, even now, when it's like they're finally seeing eye to eye, players are still giving more than owners are. When they so owners even take one step forward, it seems like what they haven't done that for six months, and now they suddenly are. Now it's like we're supposed to celebrate and throw a parade. Um, so uh, players are. Are, are, are at this point are rightfully wary. And they should be. I mean, I, I know it hasn't amounted to much for this next year, but for anyone that cares and, and wants to see the future growth of baseball, pay very close attention to the streaming deals that are happening right now. And look at what happened in Hollywood 10 years, five, 10 years ago with collective bargaining for the writers and producers and how streaming really screwed things up in terms of negotiations. There's going to be a lot of money there and the owners have already moved on to it. So yeah, they're, they're fine. Yeah. There's like way more stuff that's not even on the table. The owners keep bringing these weird things out of the, like the, the shutout back, but there's like legit stuff that, the players really aren't even touching and they, they are going to touch. Uh, you want to get like a 10 year deal if you can ownership and give them a little bit more if you want to, uh, because then you just get to steal for a while before uh, CBA time comes up again. Well, this was a bullshit podcast, but I did not have bullshit guests. I appreciate uh, all five of you for joining me. Hey, you know what? I don't like the promising, but we may have a real special treat tomorrow just to give you guys just some, some fun, some real some real cause for optimism. We'll see if it pans out. The first time I tried to do it, the subject I was going to talk to got his car stolen. Let's hope the car stays safe and uh, I can give you a little extra treat tomorrow. Hey, thanks everybody for, for joining. And if you are reading, listening, please stick with Southside Sox. <laughs> we're making a run at it. Uh, we're going to try to keep informing you. Led by uh, our patron saint of Labor Talks, Christina Erdo. Thank you all. And uh, we'll be back with a, another podcast probably sooner than you want one. Take it easy.